0: I'm Susanna Constantine, and this is My Wardrobe Malfunction, the podcast where I talk to someone very special about the items they wear and what they mean to them and why they matter. Because you know what? They really do, and almost always not in the way we expect. I don't know if you're a seasoned listener or a newbie, but we're so glad you could join us. If you like what you hear, there are loads more episodes to binge on with guests like Jake Shears, Sarah Parrish, Nal Rogers, and Nadine Coyle. But let's move on to today's guest. He's named after one singing soul legend and he's in serious danger of becoming another. It's CeeLo Green. His new album, CeeLo Green as Thomas Calloway, is out now. Before we start, regular listeners may know we sometimes encounter a few audio issues. This episode is a particular challenge as CeeLo stepped out onto the street from a restaurant to speak to us and we were hardly going to ask him to call us back from a soundproof studio. So please forgive us if this sounds like it's recorded on the crossroads of a busy road, (laughs) because it was. So let's grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors and find out what's inside. Oh, right, today, I, I mean, I cannot believe that I'm about to interview this man. This man, I'm a bit of a muso freak, and this man, without question, has probably one of the top three voices around today. And I am now going to introduce, wait for it, CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green, award-winning singer, songwriter, and maybe best known for monster hit, Crazy and fuck slash forget you how the (laughs) hell are you silo hello doll i'm fine
1: i am i am wonderful at the moment i've got you what's there to complain
0: about well that's true not a lot but you have left you're having a, a late lunch and you've left your um your table very kindly to come and speak
1: yes i left my companion momentarily so i can come and speak to you
0: you're an absolute doll. So listen, I'm going to get right to it so you can get back to your lunch. You know what? Ever since I've known you, I've always wanted to interview you because you seem to genuinely love clothes and know how to have fun with them.
1: Well, I'm a poet. What can
0: I say? A poet? Okay. So, but you don't wear very kind of foppish, Byroness clothes. You're not like the traditional poet. Oh, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm what they call an inner-city griot. Okay, (laughs) that makes sense. So where do you think your love of clothes came from, CeeLo?
1: My love of clothes came from my fanship. Uh of The fantastic uh, 60s and 70s and 80s. I soaked up those eras. I soaked up the entertainment. I soaked up the energy. I studied. I retained. I reiterate and filter as my own Uh, fashion is a statement fashion is a mark of distinction fashion is passion it's also transferable because you get a chance to to teach those who may have you know a lesser degree than yourself so you get a chance to be an authority on your expression you know um, author your own narrative as you as you stretch through this thing we call life and inspiring people on your path and your journey yeah. uh, from one from one point of growth and development to another you know what i mean and so i think that it's very significant in that way which is why i could have answered your your question very plainly but i, I
0: must give it a poetic justice yeah so it seems like for you silo that Clothes are as much of an expression as your lyrics.
1: Yes, because
0: greatness or something special, something significant,
1: something serious, something strong, something sweet, something soft, something sexy, Mm -hmm. all of these things are the internal dialogue. And you need something tangible, tangible meaning material, material meaning the fabric that you're wrapped in. You know, you need that to facilitate, you know what I mean? Like, the fundamental feeling uh, notion from one enthusiast to another to, to pass it on so you have to be able to to make it accessible to people and so fashion means everything to me I, I can't I can't help myself and I, I almost find an empathy for those who, who don't have that that strand of DNA you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean like sometimes I think that it's unfair that one person be born without it and the other be with not you know what I mean but then, what would be the point of being a teacher or a student? What, what, then, what would the dynamic of our living experience be if someone mm-hmm. didn't know and didn't share? You know what I mean, then someone could adapt and make their own at some, at some later point. And then they become yeah. the next generation, you know? So, yeah, it's all about inspiring individual, individuality and originality in other people.
0: That's, you, know, it, if you, that's-
1: if you, if you If you have it first, then, you know, pass it along.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think would you say that um, clothes are one of your biggest extravagance? Then
1: oh, absolutely, it is the you know it is my most disposable income, but it's also an an investment um, in in immortality. People people truly do uh, recall and remember, and they they revel in things that I've worn in a way of where I've been impactful, the way that I've been inspired by the ones before me. Whether it's Sly Stone, whether it's Elton John or Liberace or whether it's Earth, Wind & Fire or Kiss. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, So I, I'm, I'm just one for pageantry.
0: Yeah. How did you dress when you were a child, CeeLo? Did you have this flair when you were a little boy? Yeah, I remember. There's a movie called Daddy Daycare with Eddie Murphy. Uh-huh. I remember that. Well, I loved that movie. And I
1: remember the, the, you remember the little kid character who,
0: yeah. who didn't want
1: to take off the Flash outfit.
0: Yes. That was that you. That was me. I could just imagine a little baby CeeLo, but you were called Thomas then, weren't you? So when did you change your name to CeeLo and how did you choose CeeLo? Well, for those who don't know, my middle name
1: is Carlo. So my full name is Thomas DiCarlo Calloway. So CeeLo is an abbreviation of Carlo and Green was taken from Al Green, who is my surrogate soul father.
0: Okay. Well, your voice is up there, I have to say. And and on your new album, um, there is one song which I was so astonished by. I think it was I Wonder How Love Feels. And yes. I thought, when I heard it, I thought, okay, who's he du- doing a duet with? Because you've got the most uh, sensational falsetto to your voice, which I've never kind of really picked up on before. Well,
1: you know, the love of people It's probably my greatest motivation. And so I'll dig down deep and I'll try to reach those highs. And Mm -hmm. I think people, they identify and with an enduring quality of a voice that strains and scratches a little bit. It means you're trying to scratch to get to that level for the sake of the love of the people. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind suffering for the song. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you religious, CeeLo? I know this is a, it's not a question that I was going to ask you, but I'm just interested because you seem to be very um, compassionate and giving of yourself in everything you're saying. Oh yeah,
1: I don't, I don't want myself so much. I, I mean, like I only want the parts of me that I can give away. Yeah, so I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not really religious, but I'm
0: spiritual as it relates to philosophical. Okay but um yeah that, but that is very interesting and cuz you you lost your mum when you were how old were you when you lost your mom S- 16 yeah 16 and she was a firefighter i can't believe yes. that is i'm so jealous that you had a mum who was a firefighter
1: i had a i had a wonderful mother
0: tell me about her well
1: she's um very driven and ambitious fearless wonder of a woman you know and um I was just explaining earlier how when she passed, you know, the underachiever in me is actually the one that died. All of my character, my color, my confidence, my competence, my consciousness, uh, and my creative space is fueled by the inheritance of my mother's energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that's so interesting that you discovered your confidence because so it's like when my my mom died later in my life than than yours and when she died I I lost all my confidence I lost all my confidence and I picked up the bottle instead and started drinking too much but that's another story so it's interesting that you you gained this level of self-worth after she died oh yeah you know it's 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 ironic
1: because it, it it goes the other way for so many more. But like, I'm here to be the living proof, uh, a beacon, uh, an example, and a testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's purpose enough to give me power. I mean, like you know that you know it's it's power in me. My mother is very much alive. She's not
0: dead. Yeah. The old the old me is dead. Okay. Do you think a lot of what you're doing and a lot of your drive is for her it is her it is her okay how interesting i Which,
1: did, i didn't have any ambitions of my own to begin with okay. i didn't have any foresight for myself you know only only a mother's love could envision a future you know for a child
0: and did she did she see that when you were singing in were you in the choir at, at church were you did she hear your voice and, and recognize yes. how great it was I'm,
1: I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did, Um, and I think she realized that her prayers were answered, and it only affirmed to her that there was a God that would answer such a prayer, and that she could go confidently. You mean like into that transcendence?
0: Yeah, she she wasn't afraid, and I'm not afraid. Yeah, yeah. Because you've written about her a lot in your music, and clearly her influence must continue to this day. Yes, it does. Yeah, that's that's really amazing. And um, my friend, you went to military boarding school as a child. I didn't know the worst still such places. How did you find that? Was it hell? Well, again, I wasn't
1: always this articulate and and law abiding. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can. And imagine. artistic. You
1: know what I mean? Um, I was the the polar opposite at one time. So. I need a structure. Mm-hmm. I need some. I need some law and some order. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm uh, a product of that environment. You know what I mean? Like, and I have disciplines. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's made. It, it taught me how to be a committed person. Yeah. Don't straddle. Don't straddle the fence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pick, pick uh-huh. a side. So yeah. that's how I am. I get in gear. i never. I'm never. I'm not a neutral
0: person. I'm a a
1: dry person.
0: You are, certainly. And then, so when you started, um, the Goody Mob was just beginning to take off when she died. So was the kind of um, the architecture of you as an artist at that time, was that kind of, um, did your past come into that up until that point when you were at military school? Was it your kind of tear away naughtiness that came into that?
1: I would say so, you know, but, you know, I'm definitely possessed with a friendly ghost and I'm exonerated from all of those charges because yeah. of my mother.
0: Yeah. So moving on to music and fashion, how inextricably linked do you think they are? And how do you find your own style? How do you find it? Your They're own one style? and the
1: same. They're yeah. one and the same. Like you may, Like you could say something great, but you could look average. You could look normal, or you could also look abnormal. But mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to have taste to, to look exceptional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not an abnormality to be an individual. People
0: tend to default their own individuality because they just simply don't want to be alone. Yeah, that's very true. That's You, you know, you, it's, I've, I've kind of worked in... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. the arena of um fashion for many many years and you are the first person who i spoken to who talks about fashion in such a poetic way
1: oh i love it i love it um i love it and it's a love language it's a hobby it's a it's an addiction <laughs> like you know um yeah. i need it i'm not i don't think i'm as happy without it you know what i mean um yeah. i don't know who i don't know who i'd be without it but you know, there's somebody who creates and then there's also somebody that consumes. So basically, as fashionable as I can be, I can dream up something to have it tailored for me or I can buy something from whomever, you know, whether it's Ralph Lauren to, you know, Gucci, o Gucci or Gucci you know, like, you know, or Versace. You know, these are wonderfully brilliant people, you know, who translate their talents into tailoring, into, into fabrics and, and colorways. And these are genius people. You know, such sweet, such sweethearts to be so selfless and generous. But, but it's, I'm sure like with, with, um, with fashionistas, you know, the way that it is with musicians, it's probably, it's too much to internalize and not express. If you Mm. have that living inside of you, you got to give it away. You'll always have enough. Mm. You'll always have enough for yourself. But think about how plentiful it is to give it away in such abundance. Mm. It's such uh, It's like you would implode trying to swallow all of that.
0: Yeah. So I would say, you know, having looked at loads of pictures of you and, and the wonderfully flamboyant way you dress, I would say, and forgive me for saying this, but that you aren't fashionable, that you are untouchable in the way you dress. You dress for yourself. You dress for your shape. You dress for, you know, I don't think, and and I'm putting words in your mouth, but I don't think you give a shit whether what's in fashion. You still are always true to yourself when you dress. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And and everybody wants to achieve that status quo, that
1: status quo of self. Yeah. But they want want to achieve it more when they see somebody else succeed at it. They forget about themselves because we're so preoccupied with other people. And I mean, like, even I had preoccupations with those who I was inspired by until I struck out and became my own person, and now that I've met with so many people who I was inspired by, who recognize me for for, for being myself, but they, yeah. they but they are the reason for it. So yeah, man, you know I I, <laughs> I love it, and I do it with a little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of of sense of humor. I think it's funny to shock to shock and awe. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I like to make people look and make people gasp, make people smile, yeah, uh, make people make people tingle. Yeah. And
0: make their earrings jingle. Make their earrings jingle, CeeLo. <laughs> oh, I got my little jingly-jangle earrings on now. Yeah. I, I love, I'm obsessed with glasses. And my glasses are by a designer called Tom Davis, who's English and amazing. And he designed them to fit my face. I Where the hell did you did you get your glasses from? The ones you're wearing are spectacular. They're kind of round, by the way. yes. I forgot the name
1: of this particular frame, but it was famous in the early, late 70s and 80s. Okay. Um, We called it like a schoolboy frame. Yeah. Um,
0: It's kind of a bit Harry Potter, but on steroids.
1: Yes. Um, The first time I saw somebody wear this frame, it was Trevor Horn, you know, in 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 the Buggles video for Video Kill the Radio Star.
0: Video killed the radio star yeah if you go look at that video that's what these are okay very cool and um you wear i can see you're wearing a jogging suit now yeah um, and you collect them how many do you, how many sets do you have 500 at least you are fucking joking me 500
1: no, no. because but because when I dress domestically I don't want to be bothered with trying to match shirts and socks and stuff like that. I just like to throw on a top and a bottom. We call it two-piece, like uh, a two-piece and, and, and a biscuit. A
0: two-piece and a biscuit?
1: <laughs> it's like two piece, two pieces of chicken and a biscuit from, 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 <laughs> from Kentucky Fried Chicken. So it's like a top and a bottom, you know, it's a no-brainer, so that's what I like. And then I'm also, on the urban side, I'm inspired by 80s hip-hop and drug dealer fashion.
0: Velour jogging suits, big pieces of jewelry, you know, uh, that's what I like. Okay. And um, you, you're also very big on sunglasses, which you wear inside. Why do you wear sunglasses inside?
1: Because I don't want people to see me cry.
0: Oh, for goodness sake. I just like them. They're, they're an accessory.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. I wear different color. Like, I, I have different color watches, like, you know, just to match with whatever I'm wearing. I don't set the time on all of them. I just know what I'm going to wear, and I know what watches I want to match with it. You know the different phone case, or you know, I want my my phone charger in my car to match. Like if the interior is all black, I'm going to have a black charger. If it's white, I'm going to have a a white charger, and so on and so forth. So I'm very monochromatic, as they say.
0: Okay, you're also sounding quite anal about it all. I
1: do. I do have a little um. What do you call it? Um, uh, OCD. A bit OCD. Okay. I, yeah. I,
0: think that's, I think being a little bit OCD is important when it comes to clothing. It's necessary. You don't want to miss a spot. Yeah, exactly. And talking about matching, you even have your luggage that matches. So you can get on an airplane and everything is red or blue, including your Louis Vuitton luggage. It's true.
1: Because, you know, um, we're always on the world stage. You know what I mean? Like, people are watching, so let's give them something to talk about. I mean, that's why luggage exists. That's why it exists in the many multiple options. Someone who uh, creates and manufactures luggage of handbags or shoes or handkerchiefs, they realize that there's a vast variety that needs to be accessible to people, you know, because the many moods of creative people, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and that's the difference between creative people and ordinary people. There's Mm -hmm. no insult to ordinary people because ordinary people can identify with creative people and
0: it can inspire them to want to be creative themselves. Exactly, they can aspire to it. And you've talked about um, there being a time when you didn't like your appearance and you described yourself as a cruel joke. When when was that? Well, when I was younger, that's exactly what I said, but
1: I think I mean it like in a way of where like, you know, you're, you're short, you know, um, you don't really know what your purpose or what your talent or what your strength is going to be. It's like, well, I know I'm not going to be in a slam dunk as easily as I would like to. You know, maybe yeah. I, you know, if I take off running a little faster and jump a little higher, maybe I can get it. You know what I'm saying? But then you look at tall people, and you're like, okay, these people were definitely born to play basketball. So you, yeah. you look like someone like myself. I'm like, what am I born to do? And I mean, like, I, I mean, like, you know, because I'm very peculiar or, and, and I was made to feel even more peculiar than I already knew that I was. So that was a double down. And it was kind of really, it's disheartening and unnerving sometimes when, when you don't have that sense of self-discovery and you're not sorted out at, the, at that time. So, so it kind of but, made me angry because I felt like I'm like, well, then what's the point? You know what I mean, like, yeah. so you know, I didn't really know what life would be for me. Yeah.
0: But who made you feel peculiar?
1: Oh, you know how you know how cruel kids can be in, uh, in yeah. elementary school and stuff like that. You know, yeah, that's it. That's but it. I yeah. end up, I, I went, I went from being peculiar looking. To being one of the most recognizable people you ever seen.
0: Well, that is true. So, so the joke's on them. But, CeeLo, who's impressed you the most, star wise? Someone who you've been blown away by? I mean, Elton John just takes the cake. Oh, he's my daughter's godfather, by the way.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there, there were people of different eras who personified different eras and trends that came through. I hate to say his name. I mean, like, you know, because I know the. The negative stigma that's attached to it you know but like you know i like gary glitter and stuff like that i mean like you know yeah i just thought all that stuff was all this stuff was fabulous something you know I like for staging yeah uh, you know patty labelle and, and labelle in that time earth Wanted and fire uh, Yeah, you know who else is very stylish
0: i i love the way she dressed as well oh, yeah they
1: just they're just like executives like they like they were about to sell you some real estate, but they, they were musicians.
0: <laughs> that is so true. I liked Bo- Boney M. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah, of course I have. Young Girl in the Ring. cha la 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 That's right. So if
1: you look at footage of that, all that stuff was fantastic to me.
0: Yeah, all those caftans and everything. Um, yeah. So you know, when you, so you obviously travel the globe all the time. Do you have anything that is like a comfort blanket, something that you take with you everywhere?
1: No, I don't have a. I don't have a lucky anything. I, I don't really believe in luck. Okay, I believe in purpose,
0: okay. and I'm lucky
1: to have a purpose.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And what about a wardrobe malfunction? Have you ever had one of them?
1: Not where it was. Not where you could go look up a picture, and it was something that's frozen in time, with a photograph or something like that. But I think I've had some things
0: split, or some things
1: become unbuttoned, or something yeah. like that before. Yeah, I'm sure I
0: have. Yeah, it's kind of more when your, your clothing. Have, something about your clothing has let you down. It's like, oh, God, I can't believe this has happened. And like you say, no one might be aware of it apart from you.
1: I've had some things that were ill-fitted. You know what I mean? I got it tailored, and then I got it, and I needed it for right then and there, and it didn't fit right. So I didn't feel as comfortable in it or, or, or confident. You know, but I wore it anyway, and, and people didn't, you know, they didn't know the difference. It was just typical CeeLo Green being himself. Mm-hmm.
0: And this final question, have is going to be a difficult one, I think, for you to answer. But, okay. um, if you if you could describe your birthday suit, so something that you wear, you, you've got a special occasion or something, and, and you put something on, and you know you're going to feel fabulous in it. Oh
1: well, it depends on where I'm at. You know, temperature-wise,
0: uh, you know, what I mean, like I like linen, and I like. Um, Come on, you can do better than that. Don't give me linen. You, you're a man who loves sequins and color and flamboyance. There's got to be something more than linen. Well, I like silks.
1: Yeah. Silks is nice. You know, depend, depending on where I'm at, you can sweat that stuff out pretty easily. You know, um, so performing in silk is not necessarily the best thing to do, but it's comfortable to lounge around and drink wine and, and have, a, and have a, a stimulated conversation with a pretty young thing
0: the pretty young thing like but I think the one of the outfits that I loved, which i would I'm going to nominate your birthday suit, and that is you wore I can't remember where it was, but it it's like a um a sweatshirt, but it's in silver sequins and then you've got silver sequin matching track pants
1: oh yeah, well, that outfit was um inspired by Michael Jackson and his okay. outfit in the Rock with you video okay, so that's the secret, so yes yeah, all. It's all stones, all Sch- Schwartzky
0: crystal. That outfit weighed about eighty pounds. <sighs> oh my god! And then um, you went on the Mars Singer, despite having one of the most recognizable voices on the planet. How did you find that experience?
1: You know, it was a little, you know, unnerving to begin with because the outfit was a little heavy, and then you're you're in your you're in your feelings. The anxiety is killing you. Uh, you know. Uh, It's it's a little sweaty, you know, it's hot and uncomfortable and you're still trying to sing. It's still trying to embody the character or whatever character you're playing. So, and and then, you know, memorize lyrics that you may not know the words of. So it's hard work. Remind me
0: which character you were. Who were you dressed up?
1: I was the monster.
0: That's right. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, my love. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go now, but I'm so grateful that you found time to speak to me and um it's been a real joy so thank you so very much no problem feelings mutual enjoy all the rest right. of your day okay and you take care thank you silo for your time and congratulations on your wonderful new album silo green is thomas calloway right a couple of quick things before we go first our pajama party where you tell me all about your own clothing calamities Find it on our website at mywardmail.com and email any stories or suggestions about the show to help at You can also find and follow us on the usual socials at mywardmail and please rate and review us and I promise I won't mention it until at least next week. Finally, thanks to our ingenious house band, Duo, find and buy their new album at duoguitarmusic.com. Actually, they did an amazing cover of CeeLo's hit, Crazy. You can find it on YouTube at Duo Guitar Music. Thanks again, CeeLo. And of course, thank you for listening. Catch up soon. Until then, my wardrobe is officially closed. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.